You're listening to the Oh Happy Day podcast, where we have conversations about faith in the wedding industry. I'm Allie McCroskey, a wedding photographer and your host. If you're in need of a little encouragement or want to learn about how faith impacts your work in the wedding world, you're in the right place. Hi, friends. Welcome to today's episode. I can't wait to chat with today's guest, Charleston photographer, Taylor Hayward of Taylor Ray Photography. Welcome, Taylor. Thank you so much for having me, Allie. I'm really excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you today. So I was actually trying to remember how we first met. I think I kind of stalked you on Instagram for a while, and then we finally (laughs) met in person at BSF. Is that right? Yes, I was going to say, isn't that how we meet most people these days is by first following them on Instagram, and then we meet them in person later. So yeah, that's that's our story too. (laughs) That's very true. Are you still doing BSF? I'm not this year because of COVID, of course, but I'm hoping to join again next year. So I'm excited to be back for that. Yes, agree. For anybody that doesn't know, BSF stands for Bible Study Fellowship. If you have it in your town, it's amazing. You should definitely do it. I also took some time off because of COVID and unpredictable school schedules. Um, But hopefully I will be back in person next year. Agreed. Um, So you have been shooting weddings for 10 years now, which is awesome. What originally got you started doing photography? So I actually, I feel like this is a lot of people's stories where I fell in love with photography in high school when I was using a pinhole camera. I don't know if you ever made one of those, but it's like literally a cardboard box with a pinhole cut in it. And it's, you know, you develop your film in the dark room, but that's how I fell in love with it and took a few classes in college. And it was funny because my photography professor did not like my work at all because he was more, he was more into like the nature scenes and something very abstract and eclectic. And I just wanted to take pictures of happy people and, you know, people in love. And he did not appreciate that. But I started interning with a wedding photographer in college, and I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. I love weddings, love everything about them, love photographing two joyful people in love. That's awesome. That's fun. I don't think I knew that about you. So what would you say your favorite part about photographing weddings is, especially since you've been doing it for 10 years? Yes, I know. That makes me feel old when I say I've been doing anything for 10 years. Um, But my favorite part, hands down, is just getting to work with my couples. And that's why I love things that aren't abstract and aren't just nature scenes. Anything that has people in them is really what I love. So whether it's weddings or engagements or anything like that. And I love to hear proposal stories. That's my favorite part. Like on my initial phone call when I talk to couples, I love to hear how they got engaged because I feel like somebody always ruins the moment. I pretty much ruined my proposal just because. Oh man. Well, tell me about it. How did you ruin yours? (laughs) Well, mine, my husband wanted to propose to me at sunset on a dock and my best friend was supposed to be getting me to this dock and we were going to stop and get dinner on the way and just bring it out to the dock. And I really wanted sushi. And so we stopped at the sushi restaurant and it was just taking forever. And she was kept being like, okay, you know, is it almost ready? We got to go. And I was like, what's the rush? Like, let's just settle down. Let's just be calm. And and so she was on her phone the whole time talking to my husband. I didn't realize that. Oh, gosh. And 
so finally we got out there and we caught the last little bit of sunset. But the whole time I was just wondering why she was so in a hurry. And that's hilarious. It ended up being okay. But that's funny. I feel like I feel like everyone has a story like that. So you photograph a lot of proposals. I feel like I do. They're awesome, but really scary. I feel like I have to be a ninja because I basically have to be hiding the whole time and, you know, just kind of like peeking out from some random spot. And I always think that the people who are watching me are like, what is this girl doing? Who is she creeping on? (laughs) I actually, I was with a couple doing an engagement shoot and recently, and we happened to walk down an alley and there was a photographer there and we kind of were about to stop to take some pictures. And she was like, can you move? There's a groom about to, like a guy about to propose like right here. We need you. I need you to move. And so we ran away really quick and kind of hid around the corner and peeked around and watched. It was so funny. Because after he proposed, we kind of peeked back around and started clapping and cheering and the people started cracking up. Oh, it was so funny. Yes. She was like, no, it, you have to get out of here right now. I know. It can be stressful because especially if you're somewhere like downtown or a place where there's a high traffic, it's you never know if someone's going to be in your way. And I remember one time I was at Magnolia and the couple wanted to get engaged on the bridge which is very busy. There were just a million people. Oh my goodness, there were a million people walking over and so we had to call an audible and I was like we got to move locations and ended up having to go up to the groom and asking if I could take a picture from my portfolio or something crazy like that and then he proposed. Oh, so gosh. it does yeah, it's it doesn't always work out how you expect. No, that's very true. <laughs> that's very true. So, you are a believer. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about how do you feel that your faith affects how you do your job as a wedding photographer? Sure. So first of all, I, I don't take it for granted at all that I get to do this for a living. And I know it's such a blessing that I can run my own business and be my own boss and do what I love. And so I honestly every time I stop to think about that, I do throw up a thankful prayer to God, just saying that I know it's not a given that I get to do this. And I'm so thankful and blessed that you allow me to do this. And I think a big thing too, is that it gives me a lot of peace when it comes to booking. True. And I think one of the hard parts about running your own business, it can change from year to year. And I think especially in these last few years, anyone who owns any kind of business has seen that it's, you know, it can come crashing down in an instant. Very true. So there's been years where I've been overbooked and overworked and years where I, on the opposite side, have to trust God a lot because I'm not booked enough. And so I think knowing that I have someone, a higher power, knowing that God is with me, knowing that God is providing for me and that God has called me to do this, that's really helpful to me just to give me a piece about either being overbooked or underbooked or somewhere in the middle. That's really true. Yeah, it's hard. I think as a small business owner, a lot of our identity and worth sometimes feels like it's tied up in our job and how well we're doing or not doing. So that is that is a really good point, just about trusting that God will provide and that if it's meant to be our client, it will be our client and not getting our feelings hurt when somebody doesn't pick us. (laughs) (laughs) that we might really like or a venue that we really want to shoot at and it doesn't work out and just, you know, trusting God's sovereignty and that he's in control of, you know, every client that we have and get to get to work with. That's a really, it's so true. Yeah. And I do think that a lot of 
your worth when you run a business is tied up in that business because that's, it just feels like it's so personal and it's part of you. And, you know, it's not just like, oh yeah, I go to work from nine to five and then I come home and completely leave that at the door. It's, it's part of who you are. And so I think a lot of times, you know, I try at least once a year, usually in my off season to look back over the past year and just say, Hey God, is this still where you want me? Is this really what you want me to be doing for the next year? Yeah. Um, because it is something that I might not do my entire life, right. you know, shooting weddings or being a photographer in general. And so I really do want to make sure that each year I'm asking God, is this still where you want me? Is this still what blesses you? And and do I still find joy in this? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I always joke with my second shooter, Melissa. I'm like, when we get old, we can't do this anymore. I was like, our stuff is so heavy. I can't be a granny shooting weddings. <laughs> like, I won't make it. <laughs> It's so true. Every every time I get home from a wedding, I'm, I like use my back massager. And the next day I'm like, I kind of feel like I got hit by a train, but it's good. It's good. It's very true. <laughs> I know. It's how, how I'm getting old. But um, <laughs> speaking of growing up, you are a mom. You have a sweet little boy and you're about to have another baby really any day now, right? Exactly. <laughs> so how do you think being a mom has changed the way that you shoot a wedding and also how you run your business. Yeah, so I was actually just telling Allie before we hopped on this call that my son has pink eye right now or something similar to that. And so she was so gracious to me that we were able to push this back a little bit because I'm a stay-at-home mom and run a business. Right. And so it's just, you know, it's all about finding that balance. And some days there's not balance. Today it was all taking care of my son who's sick. And I just feel like it's, he, so he's two and then I have another one coming in three weeks and it's just a learning process every single day. I'm so thankful. I just feel really fortunate that I do get to stay home with him and also get to run my business because I am still really passionate about my business. That's a good point. I used to do my, my daughter doesn't nap anymore, but I uh, also used to do a lot of work during nap time and after bedtime. So your work hours get a little bit weird. Uh, when you're trying to squeeze everything in when your kids are asleep or at school. They do. I know. I feel like nap time can range anywhere from one and a half to two hours. So I'm like, okay, I have two hours to really answer emails and get some editing done while he's asleep and and I have a moment of quiet. But I actually, so I wasn't going to have a word for the year. I know a lot of people do, you know, like every year they'll have a word instead of doing a resolution or a goal or something like that. But as I was writing a letter to my email list, I kept coming back to the word grace. And so I decided that was God telling me that's going to be your word for the year, even though you didn't want to pick one. But just, I think in any stage of mom life that you're in, I feel like moms do not give ourselves enough grace. Very true. And just knowing that everything does not have to get done on my to-do list for me to have had a successful day. Yes. And that's hard for me because I really, I love having a to-do list. I love checking things off of it, but that's not always going to be the case at this stage. Yeah. When my daughter was a baby, I literally would put um, shower on my to-do list because (laughs) it didn't always happen, first of all. And it really made me feel accomplished when I did get to check that off. It's like the bare minimum uh, when you have tiny children. But yes, I am. I'm a big fan of the to do list as well. But you're right. It's like, you have to have grace for yourself when you have a family and you have a business. And I think one thing I learned a lot really over the past probably 
two years is just being better at setting boundaries between Mm -hmm. work and family time and that it is okay to say no or not be available 100% of the time. Uh, Because every time you say yes to a client, ultimately, I'm saying no to my family, you know, spending time with them on the weekends, when my husband's off work and my daughter's out of school. So I think I've just gotten a lot more protective over my time uh, when I'm working when I don't. Yes, I totally agree with that. So being a mom on a wedding day, do you feel like that's changed kind of the way that you shoot a wedding day uh, as far as like family interactions or anything that you focus on? I do feel like I feel like being a mom and also when I got married and getting my photos back, this really helped me with this too, is just seeing those interactions between people and those small moments that you want to remember. So relying less on a checklist of like things that I need to capture and more on just the moments between people, because I think as a mom, I see how fleeting those moments are with little ones and how they grow so fast, but that can go for any kind of relationship. And I think when I got married, it was, there's a picture that I always think of with my two grandmas in it. And one of my grandmas has since passed away. And that's one of my favorite photos from my wedding. They were just sitting at the ceremony right next to each other. And the photographer captured both of them sitting there smiling at the camera. That's awesome. And that's one of my favorite photos because one of my grandmas has passed away and the other one is still living, but it was just a beautiful moment captured with the two of them together. So that's what I really try to focus on, on wedding days is just those moments between people because a lot of times all these people are not together in the same room like they are right now. Right. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, weddings are very unique in that it's probably one of the only times in your life that all your your favorite people are together. Exactly. And it definitely, I think for me, you know, you were talking about grace earlier. It's given me grace, I think, towards the parents of the couple because usually it's one of the parents that is the more difficult person. I don't I don't know about you. I don't have a lot of bridezillas. It's usually not the bride or groom. If there's any kind of, you know, stress or drama, it's usually one of the parents. And I just try yes. and remind myself, like, this is their kid. Like, think about how stressed I would be when my daughter gets married. They feel a lot of pressure and they're dealing with all their family dynamics and there's just a lot going on. So for me, instead of, you know, getting frustrated with them, I think it's just made me realize that, you know, they need grace too. And wedding days sometimes make people not on their best behavior. (laughs) Um, You know, and they have photo requests too. And so I try and get a photo of the bride's parents together and the groom's parents together, because I don't know about you, but it's like, once you get married, all your photos are like about your kids or they're all yes. your whole family. You don't have as many photos of just you and your husband as a couple. Correct. So I don't know. I think for me too, as a mom, when the mom is getting the bride dressed or when the groom's mom is like pinning on his boutonniere, for some reason that makes me so emotional now because I'm just already <laughs> thinking ahead of, wow, what is that going to be like to get your kid dressed for the last time? You know, because right now you and I are both at the stage of parenting where we're getting our children dressed all the time, like (laughs) helping them put on their shoes and their clothes. I don't know. There's something on a wedding day for me where the parents are helping their kids get dressed for the last time that, well, that's usually when I start crying. Yes. I hadn't thought about it from that way. Like just thinking about how I have to get my kid dressed every day and how that's the last time they'll do that. That's awesome. So we kind of talked a little bit about this earlier, but... Obviously, the past two years with COVID happening and just with normal 
wedding season burnout have really impacted the wedding industry. I think a lot of people have had really tough days and tough months. So how do you feel like your relationship with God has helped you through some of the harder seasons in working in the wedding world? Yeah. So honestly, I told my husband this a million times during 2020 that I was just so grateful for the silver lining that I had a newborn in 2020. And I said to him all the time, if for us, if COVID was going to happen at any time, this was the time for it to happen because I got to stay at home with my son and didn't have to worry about pumping at weddings and you know all the things that come along with having a newborn and also having a job. So it was like a very extended maternity leave for me. Um, but it was still scary, obviously, having a newborn and, and having all of my work just kind of disappear or get pushed back and not knowing if things were going to get rescheduled. And so I think that's, again, where I just was able to lean into the peace of God and knowing that he was in control and that he... Right still knew what was going to happen, even though I had no idea. And honestly, I feel like that a lot of days still that COVID is still happening. And I still have no idea what any specific day is going to look like, but that he does and that he's still in control. And it also, for me, goes back to continually asking him. I think during COVID especially, I was asking God a lot, okay, is weddings really where you want me? Is this what you want me to do? Should I get into real estate photography? I actually bought all this equipment for real estate photography and I'm now selling it because I realized that's not what I like. That's not what I want to do. Right. People <laughs> so are way more fun payment. than rooms. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was like, I don't have the patience to do real estate photography. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Uh, I think I'm like you. I, I enjoy photographing people the most. Yes. You know, I think it was when COVID started shutting everything down, It was really interesting to me just how what different people put their hope in. I think for for anybody that's a believer, I feel like it was almost easier for us because, like you said, like we do have something else to put our hope in and the ability to have peace from the Holy Spirit. And I just saw, I think, the chaos and panic of people as their income completely disappeared overnight for months on end. It just, I don't know, it made me sad for them because for those of us that, you know, are believers, I think we have a source of hope and peace that other people don't necessarily have. But I don't know, I feel like in Charleston, we were really lucky because things were not shut down here for very long. I think further up north in some of the bigger cities and even in like the UK, I mean, it was almost a year that people didn't have weddings. And I don't know if I should be saying this, but I mean, in Charleston, it was really just March and April, maybe. It really was. Yes. I, I feel like by May, things were starting to open back up. And by June, you know, if 2020, I was having weddings again. So I feel really lucky to live where we do that, you know, everything was not shut down as long as a lot of other places. It's so true. It, it really wasn't. And I remember, I mean, for the first year, all of 2020, basically, I was showing up to weddings in my N95 mask and my cotton yes. mask over top. And I was like, I know I look crazy, but <laughs> bear with me. And it was so hot. It's so, so hot, hot to wear a mask for 12 hours in 100 degree Charleston weather. Whew. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. So kind of on a lighter note, funny things happen at weddings. 
Do you have like a favorite funny story of something that's happened to you at a wedding? So I'll share one from my best friend's wedding, which I actually, I didn't photograph. I was in her wedding, but it just happened this past weekend. So it's like at the forefront of my mind. A wedding day never goes completely as planned. Obviously, I think everyone knows that. But we were taking our wedding party portraits and my best friend and her, her husband didn't do a first look. So we were kind of cringed for time after the ceremony. You know, we only had so much time until the sunset. And so we're all lined up, had just gotten lined up for our wedding party photos. And this rabid raccoon (gasps) starts like sauntering up to us. And we could tell that it was rabid because it wasn't dark yet. And the way it was walking was really scary. Oh, no. And we're downtown, downtown Charleston, too. So there shouldn't be just a raccoon walking up and down the street. And so we kind of tried to shoo it away. And it just did not care. It didn't want to go anywhere and actually kept walking closer to us. So we all had to move and, you know, we ended up having to take pictures in a different location because this raccoon just would not leave us oh alone. Oh gosh! But I will say that that's a first. That has never happened to me on a wedding day besides oh, this one. That is hilarious. <laughs> but I would say more, more, I know more often than that. It's not wildlife. That's funny stories. I think Always at weddings, one of the funniest things is when you have a small child be the flower girl or a ring bearer. Yes. Because they never do what they're supposed to do. And it's always the cutest, funniest moment to see how they act when they get in front of the whole ceremony. Yes, that is very true. (laughs) Um, You kind of have to roll with the punches. Exactly. Oh, that's so funny. Um, Yeah, I have not had a rabid raccoon yet. I one time had a wedding that was on like a farm venue in Tennessee and a goat escaped from the barn and was chasing us because it was trying to eat the bride's bouquet. Oh, no. So then the groom and I had to sort of recapture the goat to put it back in the barn because maybe similarly to your raccoon, it just was following us and would not leave us alone. It's like, how do you get a goat to not eat flowers, just was following us around. It was so weird. I just remember getting home and be like, I chased a goat today for my job. The stories of a wedding photographer. One of course, too, like you don't want it to step on her dress or, you know, grab her bouquet. Yes. I love goats. They're super cute, but they are stubborn. And he was was very determined. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? Oh, man. I don't know. I just, I'm really excited about this podcast because I just have never heard anything like it where you're talking about how God comes into play on a wedding day and how that interacts with being a photographer. And I'm just really excited to hear everyone's episodes on this. Yeah, I'm really excited. You know, I think there's a quote somewhere that I think it was is talking about books, but it basically was like, if there's a book that you want to read and no one's written it, then you should do it. And that's kind of how I felt about the podcast. You know, there's some other podcasts out there about jobs and how it relates to your faith or even artists and how it relates to your faith. But there just wasn't anything specific for the wedding industry. I went looking for it, I think, during 2020, just needing encouragement myself And I have so many friends that have amazing stories, just regular wedding vendors, not, you know, famous people or anything like that. And I just think other people's stories are so powerful and encouraging. I think you being a mom and running a business with 
almost two children. <laughs> almost two. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that can relate to that or the fact that, you know, your kid was sick today and we just got to roll with the punches. And I just know so many other people who have really cool stories. Um, so I'm excited. have some interviews lined up for later this month with some different people and I'm excited to talk to them as well. So I'm so glad that you got to be on the podcast today. Well, thank you so much. So for anybody that wants to uh, follow you, can you share where people want, can find you on social media, your website? Yeah. So social media, I am most active on Instagram and you can find me at, at Taylor Ray photo. So it's R-A-E is how you spell Ray. And then my website is simple. It's just taylorrayphotography.com. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for using some of your precious nap time to talk <laughs> to me today. <laughs> when kids are napping, that is that is precious time to a mom. So I, I appreciate you you talking to me today. Thanks for listening to our conversation today, friends. If you'd like to connect, you can find us at Oh Happy Day Podcast on Instagram or online at ohhappydaypodcast.com. If you were encouraged by what you heard today, it would mean the world for you to leave us a rating and review or to share about the podcast on Instagram so we can reach as many wedding friends as possible. Until next time.